Yet, what this woman had stacked against her did not end in that day. As we unpack this story over time, many interpretations have painted this woman in a particular light, focusing on details that she, like she had five husbands in her life. A detail that Jesus himself and others give little attention, not to mention men had been in similar situations with little to no mention. Welcome to Tea with the Preacher, the message series from Fairfield Presbyterian Church in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Today is Sunday, March 12, 2023, the third Sunday in the season of Lent. Pastor Mike continues our Lenten series of Good Question with a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 5 through 15, 27 through 29, and 39 through 42. We explore the story of the woman at the well who asks, He knows me? As we continue in our scripture lesson and our series on good question throughout this season of Lent, last week, we, if you recall, that Jesus was approached by a curious male religious leader in the middle of the night in the hopes that he would not be seen by others. Not long after this story, we now find Jesus in quite the opposite situation. In the middle of the hot day, perhaps the sun high in the sky at noon with a Samaritan woman, where Jesus made the first move asking for something to drink before launching into a lengthy conversation. Now to back up a bit to connect the dots from one situation to the other, Jesus did not have to be here. Many Jews traveling from Judea to Galilee at the time, as Jesus was, would have traveled around Samaria, not through it. Because if it's not clear enough, the two did not always get along. Samaritans were often at odds with many Jews for a number of cultural and religious reasons. And so many Judeans figured best not to even go to that side of town, as we may say. Yet here they were, in the middle of the day, at noon, in the middle of town, a Judean Jew and a Samaritan woman in conversation, asking these good questions of one another. And the Gospel of John makes a point to detail this particular conversation as the longest Jesus has with anyone in the entire Gospel. Suppose that means we ought to pay attention to what they say. So here now, a reading from John 4. Let us listen for the word of God in our midst. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus asked her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. 
The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking to a woman. But no one said, What do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jug and went back to the city. She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I had ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together. God of grace, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations, the thoughts and prayers of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, for you, O Lord, are our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So if you'll forgive a terrible dad joke, have you heard the one about the three big holes filled with water? Well, well, well. <laughs> You're welcome. As a child of the suburbs, I did not grow up around wells, though I, out here we have seen them around quite a bit. All I really know about them is they're often deep. They collect water from the ground, and there may or may not be an episode of Lassie where Timmy fell down a well. I assume the pup saved the day. Wells, whether traditional or modern, are certainly an essential way for us to obtain the essential clean water that we need for our survival. Yet despite this, the bulk of what comprises a well is underground, so it goes largely unseen by most in our day-to-day -day living. Perhaps unseen, not unlike this Samaritan woman. She was, of course, a woman in that day with little social or political power. If she was the victim of political or sexual abuse, she'd rarely receive just recompense. As a Samaritan on top of that, other Jews would have avoided her even further. Yet, what this woman had stacked against her did not end in that day. As we unpack this story over time, many interpretations have painted this woman in a particular light, focusing on details that she, like she had five husbands in her life, a detail that Jesus himself and others give little attention, 
Not to mention men had been in similar situations with little to no mention. All that to say this woman of Samaria, both then and now, has been unseen and devalued. Not by anything she had done or said, but just for how the world has seen her. Unseen and devalued. Maybe we felt the sting of those words in our lives. Maybe we've experienced others who have felt unseen and devalued. This past week, as the world celebrated International Women's Day, many have reflected on the great advancement of women in our history and in our world, despite the constant uphill battles they have to face just to be seen as equals. These battles, of course, persist in many walks of life and many identities, people devalued and unseen for simply being whom God has created them to be. And so when Jesus chose to travel directly through that part of town instead of going around Samaria to speak to that particular woman in the middle of the day when everyone could see them, we learn something about the kingdom of God that Jesus was making known and demanding we all partake in. We learn something about this living water and who has access to it. Everyone, and especially those who are unseen and devalued. This water that fills up but also frees and empowers all those who partake. Now, the Greek word here used for water, when it talks about the well, is different from the word that Jesus uses for living water. The word that Jesus uses in this instance is more like a river or a stream. It is flowing. It is moving constantly, not just sitting there waiting to be drawn out. This living water is going where it needs to go. So the Samaritan woman, after this lengthy conversation, travels into the city like a rushing wave or a river to share this news of Jesus Christ to all who would hear. So compelled by Jesus' message of inclusion that she even leaves her jug of water behind as she hurries out the door. Just like that, the one who had been unseen and devalued was now a herald of Jesus' good news, of the saving word of God, the living water that satisfies in a way that nothing else in this world can. She became that herald because Jesus believed in her. Meeting her where she was in the middle of the day in this ordinary place and part of her daily living, we can imagine her perhaps responding with a good question. Why me? When the world has told me no, when every day I experience no, or eyes that look away, why me? Because when the world says no, Jesus says yes. So if we find ourselves at 
This well drawing from the same water we have always known, practicing motions in our faith that we've always done. Perhaps it's time to open our eyes and hearts to the way God is moving, to the unseen and devalued, those whom Jesus has chosen to be heralds of God's rushing, living water. As a parent of a young girl, I'm increasingly aware of the challenges she'll face in her life. Yet I'm also more and more mindful of the ways God has given her incredible gifts and role models for her future. I've seen the way she lights up when she is acknowledged, when she's seen, and when she's given an important task, no matter how mundane. Get me a glass of water, whatever it may be. Do we not all do the same when we are seen, when we are given an important and sacred task, when we are given value for who we are and what we can do as bearers of God's word in this world? My daughter and many young children like her, like us, need those reminders of our belonging and our calling as those Jesus has chosen to receive the water and share with one another. So then may we be mindful of God's invitation. May we be open to the witness of those unseen and those devalued, for among such is the kingdom of God. May our work to expand the grace of God, to include others in this church community, be ever growing and expanding, for such is God's grace for us. And if we ever find ourselves asking good questions like, why me? Why her? Why him? Know that it is because that's where Jesus has gone. That is because Jesus seeks us out. Jesus goes to that side of town, to our side of town, to call us by name, to see us, to value us and demand we do the same in a world that continually tells people to not be seen or valued. So, at that well, seeking that living water, may we have the courage to leave our water jugs behind, all that we carry with us, all that we try to satisfy ourselves within this world, behind for the kingdom of God. And may we be bold to share that news with others along the way. For the kingdom of God is always on the move, going to places unexpected to enliven and refresh us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tea with the Preacher. To find more information about Fairfield, visit our website at fairfieldpcusa.org. Next Sunday, we continue our Lenten series, Good Question, as Pastor Steve wonders, Who is he? If you like what you've heard today, we invite you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your favorite listening app.